Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I'm a professional navigational consultant. Uh, what that means is my expertise is in astrology and uh, numerology, tarot, runestones, animal cards. We work with all kinds of different types of oracles. Uh, I do personal sessions here in my home office in Phoenix, um, as well as by phone for clients out of area. Uh, any information anyone is interested in on any of that, just go to my website at jimventura.com. You get all kinds of info that way. Uh, I do a monthly column called uh, Snake Oil, which uh, is sent out a blind copy to all my recipients. Right now the email list is about 1,400. Uh, quite a few people getting my monthly column. Uh, if you're interested in signing up for the column, you'd like to check that out, just email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com, and I'll add you to the uh, monthly newsletter mailing list. It's free. And uh, good column and great information each month to you. Okay, so this is my radio show. I try to get in two or three radio shows each month, although it seems of late that's been harder to get three, and it's more likely been every other week on Thursdays. Uh, so thanks for joining me, whether you're catching with the show live or later on in archive. Uh, and again, keep in mind, any of the past radio shows can be checked out in archive at any time and listened to at your leisure. Uh, today's show is our astrology check-in show, so we're going to talk a bit about uh, what's going on astrologically. Also, uh, a little later on in the show, I will uh, put the phone number up and uh, anyone who wants to call in for a quick reading, you have me pull a card for you, an angel card or tarot or two, something, uh, if you get a question, just see what kind of energy comes up around that, or runestone. We will do that uh, a little bit later on in the show, about 20, 25 minutes into the show, so I should be able to potentially get uh, two or three callers in a little later on, but we will do that in a little bit. I'll let you know when the uh, when that's going to happen, when we finish talking about basic astrology for today. So I want to cover that to all the listeners who are kind of curious as to what's going on. So, okay, so let's kind of dive in. You know, most everyone's probably aware of, maybe you're not, that we have been in a Mercury retrograde for uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people misconstrue some of the energy around Mercury retrograde um, in terms of how much of a, a pain in the ass it can be. And uh, it definitely is. So let me talk to you a little bit about that. Um, Mercury in, our, in astrology represents the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves, the way we think, the way we share ideas. So when you, when you look at a natal chart, of course, you're going to catch wherever Mercury is in your chart um, will be how you natally think, communicate, and express yourself. So here's the thing, whether you know your chart or not, um, it's easy to find out basic chart information. Go to astro.com or any online free uh, chart service and punch in your information. You saw the time of birth particularly to get a really accurate astrology chart done. But in a nutshell, you know, you, Mercury has to always be within two signs of the sun when you're born, by the way. So, for instance, if you're Leo, Mercury would have to be in Leo, Cancer, or Gemini, or... Um, Leo, Virgo, or uh, Libra. 
It can't be anywhere else. Uh, Mercury is always, again, within about two signs of the sun. So it's kind of a good thing to know, I think, for most people and to understand. But how it moves, and when we're talking about astrological transits and you hear those words, the planets, of course, you know, when you're born, you have an astrology chart. It's locked in the, in the sense that these are the basic characteristics, personality, traits, challenges, things that you tend to work on throughout a lifetime. But here's the thing. The, the planets continue to move. So as they do, they affect us in that sense. Um, you know, don't think of this as something outside of you. Think of it as something that you're part of. And that would be a deeper truth behind astrology. It's not like the planets are doing this to me. Um, that would be kind of silly and an absolutely incorrect in assumption. Um, you know, you're just as much a part of the universe as, as every planet and everything else is for that matter. So the movements are reflective of each other. So you know, Mercury continues to move. So you hear about planets going retrograde. Some people say, what does that mean? Well, from Earth's perspective, it looks like the planet is going backwards. Um, technically, it's not. It's just an angular thing and a way that it seems to be moving, again, from Earth's perspective. Um, all planets um, go retrograde at some point. Mercury's is just particularly noticeable. Um, you know, Venus goes retrograde, Mars goes retrograde, they all do. So I'm going to talk about some of the other planets as well. But Mercury is very noticeable. And, you know, every three months or so, Mercury will go three or four times a year. Mercury will go retrograde for about a three-week period. So it's particularly noticeable just because it's a planet that rules how we think, communicate, and how we express ourselves. So standard Mercury retrograde type of a dance is often communication seems to get screwed up. Um, a lot of times, you know, I, I always humorously say I, I seem to get dingier during a Mercury retrograde, a little more forgetful, few more mental, verbal mistakes can surface along the way. Um, a lot of times people from your past will resurface, people you haven't talked to in a while, or information about that will resurface. A lot of times appointments get misconstrued or messed up in that sense. You thought you said this day, you thought you emailed someone you didn't, or you did email them and it got lost. Computer equipment, phone equipment, anything connected with communication can often go a little nutty. Um, I was in the uh, supermarket today, uh, this morning, after I got back from my, the gym doing a workout, and uh, I was in a Sprouts, and uh, it was quite amusing because the, the main front door wouldn't open and sometimes wouldn't close. They would fix it, and then it would instantly break again, and they were, you know, just an electronic equipment, of course, the sliding doors that open and close, and they were like, I don't know what's going on, and... I almost wanted to volunteer and say, oh, last couple of days of Mercury retrograde, expect a little more screwy than normal in that sense. Uh, people just kind of mess up timing and communication. and So you have to kind of take it with a grain. It's generally not the end of the world by any means. It's just more that it's frustrating. And you typically notice it more, you almost notice it like the first couple of days when it goes retrograde, it's particularly noticeable, but also usually the last week, which we are now, by the way, it's also really noticeable. It's almost it's heightened at some level. So the good news is it goes direct on July 1st. I want to tell you about this particular Mercury retrograde and how it's going to kind of affect most people. Uh, oh, forward again, so to speak, on July 1st. So we're pretty close to uh, the end point on this one. Um, in this case, it started off in Cancer. 
and then it moved back into Gemini. So what that's going to do for most people is, you know, and before I even get into that, the house placement of where the Mercury sits in your astrology chart is even going to be more significant to notice where a lot of this has been going on, um, these kind of issues and themes. But it started off in cancer. So what that did for most of us, it made us begin to think a lot about our home, family, our sense of responsibility, our sense of what feel, how we feel nurtured, how we nurture ourselves and how we nurture others and care for others. Again, family patterns and issues can very clearly surface again. Uh, memories and things from the past can come back into play, old friends, things like that, very noticeable where there may have been some type of emotional connection, familial connection at some level can come back into the mix. And, uh, and then it kind of was working its way backwards and, and popped into Gemini. So what it kind of did, about, especially about a week or so ago when it went back into Gemini, was it kind of brought up that interesting thing that Gemini does for us, which has, is a lot to do with communication, information, learning, ideas, but also like looking at duality behind things. So it's almost like all those emotional, familial issues came to surface for us to analyze and think about. And then as we went into Gemini, we started looking at the dual side of, of, of the, the way we communicate with others, both the good and the, and the bad, the negative and the positive in that sense. So I kind of caught, I had a lot of clients, especially last week, going through a little bit of what I was humorously calling minor panic. Um, I posted something about it on Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then if that's another thing, you can follow me on, on Facebook. I have a, a you know, web page there as well and to get updates about things a little more frequently than I do radio shows or my monthly column. Um, but uh, and most people go into a little bit of a panic because, like I said, Gemini brings up a lot of issues around whether you feel like communication is going correctly, whether you feel like your information is right. Um, again, this, this dual side of things that surfaces with Gemini energy. So definitely, you know, I noticed, especially in the last couple of days, a lot of people are getting very impatient almost in that sense, very frustrated with areas of communication and expression in their life. So this seems to be kind of a lingering reality. And uh, again, July 1st, we go direct again. So one of the things I've been telling a lot of people is really be careful about any really intense decision-making during this period. Um, absolute decisions, unless you kind of have to do them during the Mercury retrograde, may not always be the best way to go. Sometimes it's better to wait until it passes, and that's kind of coming up pretty quickly. So that's the good news. It's coming to an end. But usually, you know, once it goes direct again, you'll, you'll typically find it's almost like a feeling like you kind of figure something out, you put something back in its place almost internally. Again, in this case, because this Mercury retrograde is in, in Gemini at this point, definitely about communication expression, really kind of to the max. I was driving through Scottsdale today, and I used to live in Scottsdale 10, 11 years ago, and Scottsdale's one of the nicest cities in, in Phoenix, but I remember when I lived there, like I liked it at one level, but I also didn't like it. And I was thinking about how I live in Phoenix now itself, and I like Phoenix better. Um, just because still to me were a little, sometimes they humorously call it snot stale, uh, just because like people just seem to be a bit ruder. Um, I just noticed this when I'm driving in parking lots, 
um, just driving in general, people honking at you, you know, if you're not moving quite the way they think you're supposed to, and just kind of a lot of that kind of stuff that I caught when I lived there that was a little, a little arrogant to me, the way people could be. Um, so great city, don't get me wrong, but I was thinking about that, and I had lived there and had a home there for three years. So that was something that resurfaced in my mind as well, too. So my example, you'll have your own examples, but, uh, you know, again, um, just uh, know that this is going direct. So let's talk about some of the other planets uh, and see what's going on in some of the other places in uh, astrology right now, too. So right now the sun uh, has moved into cancer. So, you know, sun and cancer... Definitely, anytime the sun is in a water sign, to me it's going to bring a lot more uh, emotion and sensitivity uh, to us. Um, if you're a water sign, this can be good. Sometimes for fire signs and air signs, you know, uh, water times when the sun is there can feel a little bit more um, emotional or oversensitive at some level. Just think of it this way, like when the sun is in a water sign, it can feel like you're getting water dumped on your fire. <laughs> or if you're an air sign, it can feel like water and air mixing, which of course doesn't really necessarily work. So not necessarily that it's a bad time. It, it, it just can kind of bring up a certain level of sensitivity, uh, you know, during that time. Again, particularly wherever cancer is located in, in your in your astrology chart as well. But uh, cancer is all about, um, you know, all about how we feel nurtured and how we nurture and and, and care for others in some level. Now, if you are a cancer, hopefully you understand that the positive and negative pole of, pan, of cancer, which is a positive pole and expression of cancer, is I feel. And it's negative as I brood, you know, tendency to get stuck on things in a way. So it definitely can bring back some uh, emotional issues to surface at this point. But again, both in a good and a, you know, a, a, good and a, a potentially challenging way as well. So we've got cancer firmly immersed in, uh, sun firmly immersed in cancer now. You know, as I mentioned on previous shows, you know, it's interesting to take because the moon is in cancer on top of it, um, and kind of, so both the sun and the moon are in cancer. The moon will only stay in the sign for two or three days, so, you know, it's just more almost of a moodier, cyclical thing um, in how it affects us. Uh, so uh, I had a client that was coming in today, and, and she canceled at the last minute because she had some issues with her mom, who she has to take care of, it's handicapped and ill at home, and... And you could tell, like, I don't think anything specific came up as much as it was a new client and, and maybe she started feeling uncomfortable about leaving her mother um, or whether she was spending the money on a session um, when her mother has issues she might want to attend to. I kind of got that feeling about that. And uh, I've been so busy lately that uh, for me, i, I got to tell you, like, uh, I don't mind when someone cancels once in a while. Um, I could sit on the couch and watch TV for a little bit and drink a cup of decaf coffee happily. <laughs> so uh, that's good. Business has been rather good for me, you know, as of late. Uh, so uh, I, I wish her the best in that sense. But I, I, I kind of got that feeling, too, that there was some kind of emotional stuff that was surfacing for her, and she, she kind of was back and forth about whether she wanted to come in for a session. You know, sometimes people get nervous with booking with me, too, because they are afraid of what they're going to hear. Um, and, and, you know, I, I totally get where that comes from, just because um, a lot of people have dealt with readers and psychics in the past who really kind of scared them or gave them misinformation um, at some level. 
you never know what you're going to get when you when you go to talk to a reader. Uh, you know, uh, I had a reader, a woman the other day that told me that she had talked to a reader a couple of years ago who said that she had bad karma around relationships and she would never have a fulfilling relationship in this life. And this is something she paid for. You know, and that, that's ludicrous to me. Absolutely, we can have very difficult karma, but wisdom erases karma. We don't have to keep repeating a negative pattern. Um, it's not like it's wired into our chart. Absolutely, there's challenge wired into the chart, but you can change your beliefs, how you operate, how you do things, how you feel, and, and, and shift your outer reality in almost any area. Uh, don't, get, don't get thrown by that. Don't let me tell you that you can't. I mean, it's something short of growing an arm back if it's chopped off. We, we, you know, even theoretically, I guess it's possible. We just don't agree that we can do that in this time, in this place, collectively. But uh, almost anything else, if you're sick, you can become healthy. If you're, uh, if you have challenges in relationships, you can find a way to have more harmony. So she was a little, understandably perturbed by that information as it came through. Uh, like I said, the moon, eh, you know, basically every. Uh, Every couple of days it moves. So right now it's in Cancer. So definitely uh, those are kind of run parallel with each other. Um, okay, Venus is in Taurus. It has been for the last month or so. Uh, I think I said this on the last show as Venus is moving into Taurus. Uh, and Venus, by the way, will stay aside for about a month, a month and a half. You know, Venus in Taurus is definitely going to push our, our indulgence buttons. Um, you know, Taurus, positive pull of Taurus as I have. Yeah, I have values, I have money, I have success, I have confidence, I have family, I have, I have you know, whatever Taurus believes it owns or has in that sense. But the negative is I indulge. So Venus and Taurus is going to probably do that for almost everyone. Push a little more indulgence. You might find yourself eating a little more ice cream or craving a little bit more um, of the good things in life, so to speak, and sometimes overdoing it. Um, I, I, I have my uh, rising sign as Taurus. I know this very well. I was laughing the other day because I was... Uh, I was uh, reading some article about the actor Channing Tatum in GQ, and he was talking about how even though he's this buff, buff kind of guy and with the Magic Mike and a few other things, uh, he said that he's really kind of a fat kid, fat indulgent kid trapped in a, in, a, in a buff guy's body at this point. And I laughed when I read that. He says he, he even when he's working toward a movie, he wants pizza, He's sort of a controlled alcoholic, so to speak. I think he was saying that with humor. And I laughed when I read that. I said, you know, I bet you I bet a million dollars this guy's a Taurus. Just I know it right now. So I did. I went online, Googled the name, see when his birthday was, and lo and behold, April 26th. So uh, I, I nailed that. Uh, you know, I guess people get a little weirded out. They're like, how do you, how do, you do that? I'm like, yeah, believe me, you do astrology for a while, you really begin to see patterns and things. I mean, he could have been Taurus rising or Taurus moon sign as well, but uh, usually that type of, of perception of things is definitely Taurian in tone. So, uh, Venus is in Taurus, so like I said, it's, they're really going to miss a fine, you know, finer taste for the good things, and that's, that's, and that's a positive. Uh, people often are better at acquisition and willing to work for what they get. They just also want a kind of vacation and get some reward for the amount of energy that they're putting in toward things. And Mars has been in Libra for quite some time. Mars went retrograde in Libra a couple months back. So that's why it's been stuck in Libra for such a long time. You know, Mars in our chart rules assertiveness, aggressiveness, uh, the way we get things done, what we get excited about, enthusiastic about, where we get pissed off, combative as well. So Mars in Libra, you know, this has been going on for months now. I've never seen a more notable time 
where people are having some relationship battles uh, back and forth. Lots of that going on. Mars and Libra is going to definitely do that. It's going to get us to be more assertive about relationships with others, what we feel to be justice, uh, harmony, uh, you know, what we strive for in that context is the Libra thing. But because Mars is there, we have to watch that we don't get too reactive to other people and the people we have relationships with and we, whether we feel kind of uh, assaulted by it. I have a, there's, there's a, a gentleman that lives in my complex um, who does a lot of the work for our HOA. I live in a, a condo complex and uh, uh, I jokingly call him Mrs. Kravitz. He's a gay, retired gay man with his husband and they're awesome. They, they've made, they've lived here for a year and a half and they've made this place, this complex look like a million times better with the amount of energy and work they've put into it. It's one of the reasons, I wish because people are very homophobic, I always say, you do know that like most of the time, like when gays can go into um, an area, a bad area of town or something like that, they fix it up and they make it nicer. So I always love the homophobia thing. I'm like, nah, not really. You know, just as a general rule of thumb, there's a lot of values that come that way. But the thing with that, I call him Mrs. Kravitz, because anyone who knows that reference, he's a, I was from Bewitched, the nosy neighbor. So he's got his nose and everything, but let's say that it's worth it. But he, I got a call from him right during that Mars retrograde in Libra, and, and he was very upset with me, and he was going to retire from the HOA work he was doing, and very upset because of something that I said. And all I could think to myself is, you know, what, what I said in no way was any attack on him. He just has completely misread the situation, and I had to sort of talk him uh, off the ledge, so to speak, on the phone for about 20 minutes. Ugh. But you know what it made me think of, which is funny, is he has what I call martyrdom, which is a tendency to almost give too much and have an issue with boundaries. And my mother was somewhat that way. Two of my sisters are that way, uh, three of them actually, are that way. So it was like, I, here I am again, you know, these patterns keep resurfacing with people about having to walk that line to make sure your martyrs are okay because they're very valuable when you've got someone that will work hard and, and do things for you. So you want to keep it in check even though, God, they're just a pain in the ass sometimes to me. So that was the case. So Mars in its uh, retrograde form and Libra, again, is going to really get us to be somewhat have a little sense of battle sometimes in the way we're relating to others. Um, you know, our sense of justice when we feel to be right and wrong is, is very strong as Mars moves its way through Libra. So uh, it's going to be in there for a while. Mars generally will stay in a sign for about two to three months. It's been there for a good four now, and I believe it has about another month or so to go before it moves. Eh, maybe another month. I'd say probably about three, maybe yeah, about a month, three or four weeks, we'll move into Scorpio. That'll be a whole interesting subject of topic that I will get into on the next astrology show. Jupiter is uh, contentedly in uh, in uh, in in, in uh, Cancer. Uh, Jupiter will stay in a sign for about a year to a year and a half. Um, it has been in Cancer for almost a year now. Uh, very nice. Jupiter in Cancer brings up a lot about home and and family and um, really like I, I when Jupiter moved its way into Cancer. Um, I began to really think about fixing up my home, making my home nicer, uh, getting all the things that are broken or not working correctly back in order. Um, I really, it really made me very aware of what a wonderful family I have. And I'm not even talking about my original family, which is, is decent and, and good. But it's a family that I formed with my friends, uh, the people that are my family members, my, my, my best buddy and 
uh, two of my best female friends and my sisters and brothers from another mother, as I like to call them, that I love dearly. And it really brought that that really sense of how we nurture and, and care for each other to, to a head um, in a really good way. And, and, you know, that's what Jupiter does. As Jupiter, Jupiter will help us to expand something. So as it moves through cancer, it's expanding the way we are of service and the way we help others and the way we let other people do things for us in that sense. Again, the way that we feel nurtured. But we have an interesting thing getting ready to happen in the next couple of weeks. I'd say the next two, three weeks or so, Jupiter's going to push its way into um, Leo. Now, this is a good opportunity, guys. So we're going to make some suggestions here about Jupiter's move into Leo. Uh, you know, Jupiter, again, it expands. So Leo is a creative sign. It's an expressive one. So as it pushes its way into Leo, we can really feel our creative energies expanding. Um, that urge to, you know, do things that go a little beyond the boundaries of what we normally do, that part of us that wants applause, acknowledgement, recognition for a job well done, and that sense is very Leonian tone. So as Leo pushes its way into, uh, as Jupiter pushes its way into Leo in the next year, it's really going to be an opportunity to get more creative and really look at your creative potential that you have. Uh, you know, really, again, check out where it is in your astrology chart, natally, housewise. And you'll often get a lot of really good insight into the area of your life. You know, for me, it's in my fourth house, home and family, but it's beginning to work its way in the next year or so to my fifth house, which is romance and risk-taking and creativity and play. And I got a lot of that natally already, so that's not exactly a shocker. I don't even know how I could possibly expand that anymore. Uh, <laughs> creativity comes easy to me. But uh, it's going to start coming a little easier to everyone else, just, just natally as it, as it pushes way. It's really going to see where you're creative and expressive. And, you know, Leo's all about giving from the sense of, you know, Leos like to be seen as a generous one, the givers in that sense. Uh, people get very upset with Obama um, for reasons that I don't always necessarily grasp why, um, but Obama's a classic Leo. Wants to be seen as a giver, wants to be generous, wants to, wants to operate that way. Uh, you know, whether he pulls it off or not, it always remains to be seen. But uh, to me, it's just a great example of really great example of a very Leonian character. Um, positive pole of Leo is I will, strong willfulness um, in a good sense, and the negative is I pretend. And as I was explaining to the Leos, be careful about script writing, meaning writing a script how people are going to respond to your what you've done, uh, because sometimes they didn't get a copy of your script, and then you find yourself pissed off and upset when it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Leos go through this all the time, by the way. They fully understand and grasp this idea. So the, I would say the answer and the solution is write multiple scripts. You know, other ways that it can possibly go. That way you've got some idea which directions it could go, but you're also kind of waiting to be surprised and see what kind of comes out of the situation. That's a good general rule of thumb to keep yourself sane. If you're Leo, you've got strong Leo in your chart. Or I said for everyone, as, as Jupiter moves into Leo, you'll all feel a little of that push coming into play. Saturn is, uh, has been firmly in Scorpio. I've talked about that on previous shows. So it's been retrograde. I believe in the next month it will go direct again. So as I've said in other shows, you know, Saturn is a restrictive planet. It's a planet of caution and taking things slow and understanding how the negative and restriction and difficulty can inevitably prove to be beneficial if you use it in the right way. The Saturn in our chart it's like the thing that really sucks when we're younger that just threw us because we had fear around it and we were cautious and we had a lot of tests. 
but as we get older, you know, it's a lump of coal that you polish into a diamond. It's the very thing that you often become really amazing out as you get older and wiser. So Saturn will stay in the sun for about two and a half to three years. It's been in Scorpio for a couple of years now because it's been retrograde, so it's a little longer in Scorp. Um, but uh, as I said in, in previous shows, it's bringing up a lot of kind of repercussion to personal power and how we use it and whether we use it wisely. And in that sense, I've talked about this in some other shows about you can see this a lot, a lot of people out in the, noticeably in the world, politicians and people who are, have made mistakes in the past. You better believe it's coming to a head. It's like you can't escape anything when, when Saturn's in, in Scorpio. It, it asks us to look at our, you know, our darker side at some level and learn how to channel that in the most positive, powerful way. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the outer planets. I see got a couple of callers. I want to take some calls too. We've got about another 15 minutes so I can get two or three calls in. Um, I want to talk a little basic astrology. Um, calling number here is 646-200-3966. If you're catching the show live, I could do a five-minute mini uh, question answer. Uh, just pull a card or a rune or an animal totem or an angel card for you, depending on what you'd like me to do. I've got to keep them down about five minutes, guys, just because we only got about 15 minutes. I want to get at least two or three calls in. But uh, I'm going to start taking some calls now. Uh, let me get my astrologist stuff out of here. Take my first patient caller who called in. 954, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hello. Hi, who am I chatting with? Oh, this is Lucy. Sorry about that. Um, I would like to know if you can pull out a ruin for me and whatever comes up, it's fine. Career would oh, be absolutely. my question. Yeah, uh, but go yeah ahead. no problem. Let me- let me tell you what we what we got. And what's your name again? Sorry, I just bleeped out when you said it. Your name? I'm sorry. Can you All hear right. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, just just, oh, just okay, repeat good. your name again. Yeah. Oh, Lucy. Uh, your name is Lucy. Lucy. I thought I heard Lucy too, uh, <laughs> which is funny because I just got a message from a Lucy two days ago from my past 25 years ago. <laughs> so it's like, oh, here's another here's Uh-oh. another Lucy. <laughs> So oh, no, uh, okay, my Lucy. real name is not Lucy, but it's a short form. It's a real Italian name, but I don't want to say it. So Lucy is good. <laughs> Lucy is good. Lucy is good enough. I, I would. Well, I mean, right, uh, Lucille, and, and there's certainly more to it. Anyway, uh, okay. So let me tell you what comes up for you, Lucy. I pulled a rune, okay. and it came okay. up. The rune is called Rado. It looks like a big Rado? R. And this oh, Rado, okay. R-A-I-D-O. Just okay. so you know how to. Spell that. I'm going to tell you what it means. Yeah, this is very cool, by the way. It comes up upright, which is kind of a positive. I'm actually going to read you a couple of paragraphs real quickly from the Book of Runes, and then I'll tell you what I feel around this, too. I just want you to hear this message. Um, It's definitely a a good one to hear. So, Rado means journey, Journey. communication, union, Mm -hmm. and reunion. Okay, can you still hear me? Yeah, all right. Yes, I can. He says, this rune is concerned with communication, with the attunement of something that has two sides, two elements, and with the ultimate union that comes at the end of the journey. What is above and what is below are united and of one mind. Inner worth mounts here. And at such a time, you are not intended to rely entirely upon your own power. Instead, ask what constitutes right action. Ask through prayer or meditation, through addressing the witness self, the teacher within. Once you're clear, you can neutralize your refusal to let right action flow through you. Not intent on movement. Be content to wait. While you wait, keep on removing resistances. 
as the obstructions give way, all remorse arising from trying to make things happen disappears. The journey is towards self-healing, self-change, and union. You are concerned here with nothing less than an unobstructed, perfect union. But the union of heaven and earth cannot be forced. Regulate any excesses in your life. Material advantages must not weigh heavily on this journey of the self toward the self. Stand apart from even like-minded others. The notion of strength in numbers does not apply at such a time. For this part of the journey, the soul's journey cannot be shared. Another of the cycle of ruin, Rado carries within it the root of joy. For the end is now in sight. You are no longer burdened by what you've left behind. Heaven above you and earth below you unite within you and support you on your way. A simple prayer for the soul's journey is, I will to will thy will. Such a prayer of intention is proper. I will Sorry. to will. Yes. I will to will thy will. Thy will. Okay. Uh, yes. Such a prayer of intention is proper, and on occasion is particularly appropriate as a preamble to healing. So he kind of brings up that idea. I will to will thy will is. I mean, this is a very good indication because if there's one thing that I like to tell people is, sometimes hmm. we're battling with our higher self because of conditions and circumstances and situations that we've been frustrated with. But I always tell people, rather than battle with where your higher self is directing you, make peace with it. Well, I always say that just okay. because, one, it's going to win anyway, meaning it, it always knows what it's doing, even when it seems like it's, it's kind of nuts and it's difficult. Because I know, for me, whenever I've been through difficulty, and I've had a few in my life along the way, yeah. that's what's great about being 49. I don't have much difficulty anymore. Things are, are much easier for me. <laughs> I've gotten wiser. But I've had a few doozies. I'm a writer. Trust me, if you saw some of my books, you'd be like, I can't believe some of the crap this man went through. But you know what, though, what's well, so funny is all the difficult yeah. experiences I found as a teacher have been incredibly helpful to my students and the people that I work with. And with having not had gone through them, I wouldn't be as effective mm-hmm. a teacher and a healer as I am. It also was very literal in what helped me to become a writer because, weirdly yeah. enough, those were the triggers that made me do that. So the thing is, what, what Rado is getting at is you need to trust the path that you're on is the right path in that sense. But the good news that he talks about is yeah. it's not so much about what you have to do. It's really, really looking at removing resistance, like he says, looking at yeah. where you've been holding yourself back, where you've been blocking yourself up, and whether you're really open to where your higher self is taking you, and really trusting that the journey that you've been on is maybe a difficult at times, but it has been your unique journey. That's what he means about standing apart from like-minded others. The notion of strength in numbers does not apply. You know, sometimes we have to follow our inner path and our inner dictates, even when others don't always agree. In that sense, right. As well. I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's it. Yeah. I feel like you know. I always think the thing about Rado is like, as he mm-hmm. talks about, if you look at it, it's like the rune of joy with a kickstand. <laughs> if okay. you look at it, because the rune of joy is a P, and this is an R, so I would say it's like oh, the, okay. it's the joy rune with the kickstand, and it means sometimes you've gone through periods where it feels like the kickstand was kicked up or wasn't on, and you kept falling over. That's but a good the beauty analogy. of Rado. Yeah, it's a great analogy. The good part is it means the end is in sight. You're going to get a real clarity that's beginning to happen, right. and that's what you guys are saying to me is you're going to begin to start to see how things are coming together. I feel like there's some very interesting yeah. stuff coming in in September oh, and wow. especially October of this year for you where you're going to feel oh, almost like you're on different ground in terms of where you are. My it birthday feels like is in October. Interesting, because I'm feeling like it's a period where you're going to begin to feel like you're a lot more successful. Like there's certain pieces coming together 
that will fit for you. And, and I really like it. I think it feels to me like, like your guys are saying, when that happens and you start feeling happier and more secure, don't get all worried that you're going to get knocked over again. You don't need to. It's, it's a, it'll be a much more stable period. I'd say it's very literal. I had some really tough financial stuff back in 2009, mm-hmm. even 2010. And yeah. now in terms of business and where I'm at, I've got to tell you, that I'm not even saying this arrogantly, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life, and I have more yeah, success right. than I've ever had. It was like everything was so crappy it's that it almost like I thought, here's the good news, you can't go down. <laughs> at least right. the only place was to go was up but I can see how it was really all part of that plan coming together and I feel like a very similar thing I feel like you're going to be very happy at that point as you see things come together can, does okay? it show a move when you say a journey does it show a physical move yeah I, I or feel that's like a mental something yeah. well almost more energetic but you guys are saying that there is a contemplation of a move that does come into yeah. play so the information that comes in at that time, they, it's almost like an opportunity will come, and it will have to do with you contemplating a move. But the good news, as they're saying, is it won't be something you have to really decide on. It will almost be fairly obvious about whether it's the right thing to do. So you won't have to worry oh, about that? it. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so real, I appreciate excellent. it. Awesome, Lucy. Thank you for calling in. I hope that was a help. And I love your show. You're very, you're very uh, insightful informative, and I appreciate it. And you're the best on the blog talk. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that a lot. Thank you, darling. Call in again and let us know how it goes. Okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. You know, if you're not able to call in, say, I'm going to get one more call in. Um, Yeah. Sometimes the runes or the things I pull for other people can also very much apply to you if you happen to be catching this. So, you know, there's kind of a rhythm to things. Sometimes I think that is, uh, uh, is a good way of looking at it. Uh, let's get the right people calling the right shows. Okay, 678, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, Sam, this is Regina. How you doing? Good, good. How are you, Regina? Am I saying that right? Is it Regina? Yes, it is. I, I'm just double-checking because Mercury retrograde, and I'm really stupid right now. And I mean that in the best <laughs> possible sense. So uh, I made multiple <laughs> mistakes, but uh, not at least That's on my okay. information. That seems to be very clear. So, all right, so thanks for calling in. Um, let me, is there something you want to ask about specifically, or is there a rune that you're just curious about that you'd like me to pull? Tell me what you're kind of feeling. I am, want to ask you a specific question um, about um, any love relationship or love connection this year. Okay. So that is a definite specific question, and that is legit. So let me, I'm going to pull a couple of tarot cards and see what we get around that subject or that matter. Um, All right. Okay, so let's see what we got going on here. Ah, all right, it's good news, good news. Okay, so let me tell you what the cards are saying. Um, You know, it's interesting because the cards show two very strong influences from the past. like the Father of Cups comes up in the past position, which often suggests a male um, who is a water sign, um, you know, sensitive, emotional. That, you know, it suggests some type of relationship energy around this from the past. I'm not sure how far back and past this was. So, but there's something from the past that be there. I'll come back around to that in a minute. Present shows okay. up the Son of Wands reverse, though. Which means, like, you know, usually it can suggest that in the last couple of years, the last couple of months, 
there's been some difficulty with people whose fire energy was off. And what I mean by that is it could be a specific individual or multiple people. And when I say someone's fire energy is off, it means either they're inactive or not aggressive or not assertive in a way that's frustrating or lunatic syndrome where it's someone who's pissed off, opinionated, too strong-willed, controlling, things of that nature as well. So the cards are Mm -hmm. suggesting that you have dealt with some, like it's almost like a dual thing. You've had some good and then you've had some difficulty in some respects as of late. I almost feel like energetically too, it feels to me like there's almost like a part of you that it's like you want nurturing, but there's almost a part of you that is is hesitant to even move forward in in some ways in this area. Um, Have you had, Mm -hmm. you know, difficulty with this subject in the past? Um, right now I'm going through a divorce, so um, it's a lot of negativity, um, especially dealing with the father of my children, and you know, and and I just want to move forward and move on, you know, because that's to me back. Well, you know, here's what I'm kind of getting. It's really interesting what I'm what I'm picking. I think that's who this son of wands reversed is. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, if someone whose fire energy is off, you know, I mean, the nice way of saying it is someone who's just a pain in your ass in that sense, mm-hmm. and that's causing difficulty. Yeah. The trick is not to get reactive to him. That, and really, in a lot of ways, that's how, that's how people like that end up kind of, because it don't end up happening. I would say we have a certain amount of, of love and creative energy each and every day, and when it's channeled toward being irritated and frustrated with someone, a lot of it gets precipitated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So let me tell mm-hmm. you what I see around this. You know, it's very interesting because what you guys are saying to me is, you know, as weird as this whole up and down period has been, it's almost like you've been studying it because I feel like you're going to help other people through communication and expression going through similar things now and in the future. So you will okay. use this in a way that's effective. Your guys are saying to me it's almost like, I don't know whether it's that you're just going to talk more with people or get into writing or some type of speaking connected with this down the line, but um, I would definitely suggest a really good avenue for you would be journaling um, or just really getting your thoughts down around this in that sense because it feels like you will use it later on down the line. Okay. But the other part that I'm getting, yeah, that they're really saying that the, there's more to why you're going through this in a way that is going to be very effective because they are telling me that you will help others inadvertently through this and you will get through it. And then the okay. Empress card comes up in the next year which means, interestingly enough, a period of you getting into contact with your feminine energy in the best possible sense. So it's very Mm -hmm. interesting because you guys are saying to me, I feel like there's another relationship that actually comes up literally within the next year. I would not be surprised if this was not in play by November of this year. And I really like it because it's like, you know, it's all about someone being very appreciative of you um, in a way that I don't think you'll have experienced before. It's going to make oh. you feel really comfortable with your feminine energy, and that's what they're getting at here. Um, you know, one of the things I always jokingly say to people is the best defense, um, the best uh, retribution against an ex is to get let yourself get hotter, prettier, and more confident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I'm hearing. Like there's something about as this energy is out of your life, there's something about you getting almost cocky in the best possible sense. And I like mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's the direction you're going. I really think the push and pulls and the power plays behind this have really been holding you back in that mm-hmm. sense. And when yeah. your energy is away from it, you will really, really feel much more fulfilled again as a person and much happier. And I do, I see someone else coming in at that time 
And it's very interesting because it's such a different type of energy pattern than you've ever had before in a way okay. that's going to feel very, like, abundant. Where that It almost feels a little weird to me, like someone is, is almost being too generous with you in a way that's going to get you a little freaked out. But there's oh, no agenda wow. behind it. Like, it just feels okay. really, okay. okay, like, just just go with it in that sense. I don't, it, it, they, they are trying, you know, because sometimes women will say, well, you know, he's just trying to, quote, unquote, get my pants, so to speak, all stuff. But who cares? <laughs> if you're attracted to someone or you like them anyway, who gives you shit? You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's, you go with the flow of it. This is a okay. really good, good thing. But I just feel like there's a real period of flirtation that you're getting okay. into, and I like that a lot. So this is a really good card. It's getting in touch with your feminine energy. All right. Wow. So you see more of if this would be like a relationship eventually with this person yeah, coming in? It, you know, it's funny because I feel like you're just opening up to sort of a flirtation and that sense of freedom again, but I'm laughing because mm-hmm. I just feel like you're sort of somewhat the quote-unquote marrying type. And what I mean is you're just not going to be single for very long. So that's a good news. Oh, you're going to wow. be single for a little bit, but it feels like it's leading to something. I feel like you'll be totally partnered again within two years without question. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I yeah, said I, don't, so. I think I don't want to get married yet. <laughs> well, you know, when I say partner, too, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do that right. stuff. Yeah, my, okay. my older sister has a boyfriend after a difficult uh, relationship marriage that she's had for okay. two years now, too. And, and she's 60 years old, and my family's like, oh, what do you, you know, wh- where is this going? And she's like, what do you mean, where is it going? I'm, I'm going to have a boyfriend now. It's I awesome. Know. I have good sex. He's exactly. a great guy. I see him just twice a week. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, let's you not have to legitimize it anymore. There's a certain point where marriage doesn't really make sense always. Right. You know what I mean? So that's exactly. where I think that's the energy you're stepping into, all right? Okay. Well, I'm Excellent. excited. And you're good. I like you're right could... on the point. I mean, you're there. I love it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate your call. Excellent. I'm glad both okay. uh, have a great day. I'm glad both the calls today were so positive. See, the right people called in, and you guys kind of got a similar type of thing going on. It's, you know, I see this in my own business that, like, sometimes people with the similar problems all come in on the same day, and they wouldn't see it, but I see it. It's interesting synchronicity of life. All right, we're out of time here, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. They're cutting me off on my stream. Uh, thank you both Lucy and Regina for both the calls. Everyone listening live or catching the show later on, I will be back. I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after. I've got to decide which Thursday. But I'll be back for a live read of my column. Great information that I'll be talking about in the next show, and I'll do another astrology update toward the end of July. So uh, sign up to my email, adventuristrategyyahoo.com. Or, uh, or just you know, hop on through for blog talk and know when I'm doing shows. Thank you for all your calls. All my listeners have an awesome day, guys. Cheers.